I think you, I think you are in that now. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head with your rundown. You sent me a rundown and three, two, two of the, th- the things you had asked, three things. How are you keeping sane and, sane and grounded? What is the craziest thing that made you want to get off the internet? And then the last one you asked was the workplace about someone coming in. I think the fact that those three things are so intertwined and you and I are very different on our platforms. Like we share so many of the same views on one side of the coin. And then on the other, we are so opposite. The fact that where we are opposite, we're coming full circle and seeing that. You know, you're all professional now just because you've been doing so much of this stuff with... Um, what did I do? Look, well, I, I you did know, my makeup like when, like a clown. <laughs> no, but like... When, what the hell's professional when, about me? <laughs> when um, Barstool, like part of HQ was in your living room and in your house for so long because of, oh. because of everything being shut down, like you got to see everything like up close and personal. So like, you're just like, you come in, mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to have all these... I'm so used to being on film now in the background of stuff. I don't even pay attention anymore. And we were at, um, we were at Friday night pints the other night. Yeah. You sent me a video of that. That was nice. It was so funny. And those guys are all so great. And you you don't see that there are so many people still there after just kind of being quiet in the, in the wings. But KB came in and he dropped his food on the floor. Like everything went everywhere, but nothing popped open you know, a testament to the containers that they used at the restaurant that he took out from. But it, <laughs> his face, he literally looked like a five-year-old that just dropped his lollipop into the dirt. I'm like, no, it's everything is just fine. So Khan sent me a video later on. I guess he put it on his story on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And um, I just, I couldn't stop laughing because I swear to God, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> like we, we made a circle around it. So all the rice that stayed in, we just kind of pushed back in and we picked all the fries that were touching the floor. The ones that were in the bag, we pinched the bag. <laughs> oh, it wow. was so funny. Was that on, uh, was that on the story? That was on Kanz's story. Yeah. Oh my God. This, this is what I get for not being a. I'm yeah, not on Instagram. Always. He had to send it to me. Otherwise yeah. I would never have known. I would yeah. have never known. I never go on Instagram. I like Twitter because I like reading. I like reading articles and hearing people's opinions. Um, Instagram is all just looking at pictures and I can just, I just kind of slide through it, but I always forget there's a story. Like I always yeah. forget there's an actual video. So, and I should, I should be more aware of it because I really should. like yeah. Mike was taking one, a video of himself last night with the CPAP machine that lasted an hour after he fell asleep. And then I found it between us in the bed going, I'm like, what is that sound? <laughs> I got this creepy CPAP mask next to me. I did see he tried to be Tom Hardy and I thought, oh, well, he knows where his (laughs) bread is buttered. (laughs) Oh, oh, that was creepy as hell. I didn't like that thing at all. And uh, but when he walked in, but he's he's doing a selfie video for a swipe up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, as I didn't realize he was doing it because he had it propped on a pillow. So when I walked in, he's talking, but I thought he was talking to me. I didn't realize he was speaking to the video. So I'm like, well, if that's what you're going to use as a Tom, Hardy, like when I said dress up like Tom Hardy, that is not what I meant. <laughs> he's like, I have to redo that whole thing over again. <laughs> I said, well, you know, that's what you get for doing it in bed. Like I had no idea that you got to at least like, let me know you're doing that. Thank God it wasn't live. You guys need like, a, you just need for every room, anytime somebody's recording, there's like a, a Bluetooth sensor or something that mm-hmm. like turns on like a little red light mm-hmm. that goes, this person is not insane. They're not talking to themselves. They're doing something live because you guys are always so funny. doing something. But you, re- I tell you what, remember when we were kids and if you saw someone talking to themselves, walking down the street, you were like, oh, like, you yeah. Know, your mom was always like, be nice to them because yes. you never know. When it-. Like you just, it was just, a, a, it was a learning experience, a teaching moment. 
Now people walk down the street and they're having conversations with themselves and their hands are going in there and they're getting angry at the person on the phone, but they have these, you know, they're, they're on their phone in their Bluetooth ear. The Bluetooth is in their ear. And it makes me laugh because what do moms get to use as a teaching experience? I know. <laughs> they're right. Like back in the day, there was none of that. Like the no. only thing that I can think of that ever happened was maybe someone had like a Walkman <laughs> and oh, they Walkman. were like trying to learn like a language or something. And maybe they were repeating, but you could always tell like they were stopping and like listening and like you hear them repeat something in some mm-hmm. sort of language. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, they're, they're doing the whole exercise of getting it out. Like that is probably the only thing I can think of back in the day like yeah. because there were no small devices to put in your ear to talk to your friend or to listen to music or you know or to dictate something that you're actually trying to you're trying to write but you can't write because you're on the move and you're trying to send it to your system and trying to do an email or something people are just the amount of stuff we get done and the amount of hours is insane right now I know it's crazy I like it though. I like the quarantine. I like being home. I don't like what's happening to people. By the way, our school, the the way they have everything set up with opening in September, you would think, you would think from some of these parents that there is somebody walking up and down our streets with an arrow with the black plague poisoned at the tip. And these the kids are being shot if they're in their yard with this, with this black plague arrow. Because they're like, we don't want our kids in the school. Everything is unsafe. They they have, if you just read the moms and dads site, you would think that everybody was dying. Tomorrow is the end of the world. We have this big, gorgeous hospital and they're rebuilding it. They're actually turning it into some kind of office or something. And they're rebuilding another huge hospital kind of on the, like, like maybe about a mile and a half in the other direction. It's close. There is not one case of COVID in that hospital. And our, that hospital services, I, I don't know, 10 towns. Right. There is not one case. And these parents are walking around like it is the end of the world in my town. They don't want schools to, school to start in September. Mm. They have us on these wacky alternating days and programs. It's like, well, we have to keep it that way. I understand that. It's a month and a half away. Postpone the first day of school to October 1st. Yeah. Put everything back on schedule. October 1st, the kids will go to July 20th. Okay, so they get a month off. It's, it's not the end of the world. It's not. People really love, love, love to panic, love to complain, love to worry. Honest to God, I don't know how America got built. I mean, because I can tell you right now, it was not with not these people. Not these types, yeah. The no. That, like, okay, we need to. Uh, we need to think outside. I don't know. Like, it seems like all of those people, like they're, they want school to be on time, but they want it like at home, but they don't like, they don't want to think outside of the whole, like, you don't have to do it the way it was done. Like you're saying, you don't have to do it September 1st, do it October 1st. Like you could do something. You could change it a little bit. Like you, if you can change it on this side, you can change it over here. So that's, you know, a little bit better, but. They're incredibly hypocritical because they sit there and say, you know, we can't have our kids in schools, but I've seen them. I've seen at least four of the people that are, are these fear mongers on online in town, in the restaurants. I know you're allowed to have outdoor dining and stuff like that. We just don't because we don't like the heat, but I've seen them doing it. And I'm thinking, why is that? How is that any different than the protocol that they have in place for what the kids are going to do unless you don't trust your kids oh well it's not my kids I worry about it's somebody else's kids because they're and it's so much worrying oh I the negativity is just insane listen to listen to what happened to me the other day at the dentist so I bring my three kids all minors to the dentist I make an appointment and if I'm able to get Finn and Mick an appointment for Monday morning Friday, they call me and say, listen, we can fit bridge in. If you can bring her, we can fit her in. We had a cancellation. I said, perfect. That's great. I get there at 1040 for a 1045. Everybody is signed in. We all have our masks on. There is nobody else there. It's perfect. So now I have a 1045, an 11, and 1115. Beautiful. Bang, bang, bang. 
the dentist's wife comes out and she says, listen, I have to ask you to leave. I have a patient inside. She's going absolutely bananas because you're in the waiting room. First of all, the waiting room is huge. I am more than six feet from her. Like, and Mick is the only one with me. Finn and Bridge are already in. And I'm thinking, so I said, and she's like, you know, and I like them. They're nice. I've been going with them for years. So I said, all right, you know, and only because it was her and her husband. And I know them for so long that I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go wait down in the, in my car in the garage. So Mick and I go downstairs and honest to God, if it wasn't because I didn't know that I had known them for so long, I know their family, their kids, I would have never left my two youngest, you know? Right. And I'm literally at the bottom of the stairs in my car. This woman comes out and I recognize her. I recognize her because she walked into the waiting room and they told her she was 15 minutes early and she was having a fit. So Mick and I kind of got a chuckle out of the fact that people today are have this, we had this whole conversation about entitlement. Just because she's early doesn't mean she gets to go first. I understand you're early and I understand like, and the woman's telling her, yeah, but you're early. Your appointment is not until 1115. She's having a condition. So she's out in the hall and she's on her phone and blah, blah, blah. Ends up that she's, she's having a fit because she's 15 minutes early, but she doesn't like there's people in the waiting room. She wants to be in the waiting room. <laughs> so when she comes out, I look at her and I said to her, now I'm, I am probably about 25 feet away from her. I said, I just want you to know, I have, I was doing you a courtesy. A thank you might've been nice just because it really, really infuriated me that she got so like, she made such a fuss. She really ruined their day. So she comes over to my, she comes over to my car, all, like all the way over. And she starts yelling at me. I have a father who's a high risk, he, you know, he, and she's going on and on and on. And as she's getting closer to me, I'm like, oh my God, she's coming. She's coming over. Like she's going to come over now. Right. I put my, I said, I put my mask on and she's yelling and screaming and having this temper tantrum. And I said, you know, by law, I'm allowed to be with my kids because they're minors. And technically I could have had my husband and my mother with me because every kid, every minor is allowed to have an adult with them. And um, I said, and only, you, you buy, I don't think you can legally ask someone to leave a minor when they're having a procedure done. And she was like, well, they told me that you just brought extra people with you. That's not what they told her. She's I'm like, she what? pulled that out of her ass. I said, well, I heard her tell you, you were 15 minutes early. And that's, that's me actually hearing it and knowing for a fact that you were, otherwise you wouldn't have even overlapped with us because they spread it out perfectly like they had it perfectly spread out every 15 minutes and um she starts going like and she's like having this like she's getting closer and closer and I looked at her and I'm like I'm in my car I am 30 feet away from you I have my mask on I'm like you have gotten so close to me that I can touch you now and you still don't have your mask on I'm like, what? I said, if you're so worried about your dad, why are you in a garage in a public, an elevator <laughs> in a dentist's office yelling at me that I can't be with my kids? You're the one walking around like you're so worried about it. And she realized she didn't have her mask on. And it was like the wicked witch. Like, it's like I threw water on her. She started to like the drum. <laughs> she started, Mick's looking at me. He's like, mommy, what's wrong with her? <laughs> People have lost their fucking minds. Lost their fucking minds. I mean, she like her whole body, like she started to crumble, like you know, like like uh, you know, Sarah when when the ring got put into the into the flame, like it was just. You would think you would think I threw poison on her. She absolutely, and then she says, "I'm coming back with the police. That's it. You stay right there. I'm calling the police. Calling the police for what? What the hell? Like, like I was actually like I was just waiting there. I'm like." Going through like all the things. All right, what am I doing? Let's see. I'm in a parking spot legally. I'm in the driver's seat. Mick is not. Um, the only yeah. thing illegal that I did was essentially leave two minors <laughs> due to her request. <laughs> yeah, like I'm thinking to myself, what in God's name? Like these these poor cops. Imagine someone like like you get two nine one one calls and having like this hers comes in first. Like. I think they have to defer to the first one, right? Like they can't go to the second without acknowledging the first. I don't, I, I think that's how it is. And um, like, imagine getting that call. And then the second one is like, you know, a choking toddler and they have to answer her call. Like what, what is, you're going to call the police. I'm white. Like I didn't even took my seatbelt off. I just, I just, people are insane. People are losing their fucking minds. Really? They absolutely are. All over the place. 
all over the place. place. For whatever you believe in, you're, everybody's losing their minds. It's very weird. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've chosen to try to keep laughing at the things that are actually truly funny and keep laughing at things that have nothing to do with anything that's going on, just, you know, actual true jokes or whatever. But there are people who even get mad and unfollow me and say, I can't believe you're joking around at this time. Like, we're talking, we're talking about baseball. We're talking about baseball. Like, we're not talking about anything wrong. We're talking about baseball. We're laughing at Manfred or something like that. We're just, we're laughing at, of course, Florida. Like, because Florida is a joke. Because, like... The hard factor guys have had oh a thing. I love, I love them. Love them. <laughs> like they've had a Friday episode of, you know, Florida yeah. Man Friday forever because of course, Florida, like oh, right. all of this stuff, like the, we're not, I'm not laughing at, uh, you know, at diversity in trouble or I'm not like laughing at masks versus no masks versus right. social distancing. I am laughing at, at MLB baseball and, or MLB, but things like are the, funny. Like, and, I, and there's you're just, right. I can't laugh at anything. I'm a jerk. I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible, horrible person. So it's that's insane. what I've learned. People just don't. I try to explain all the time, like to my like my mom. My mom has never really gotten my husband's humor. I mean, we're together 25 years. She's Aww. really, and she really, <laughs> she was married to my dad, and they got divorced because she really just could, like it. Just she's just not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. making fun of somebody and, and, you know, picking on people and busting balls was never her, was never her in her wheelhouse. And she never liked it. She never got it. She doesn't find it funny. And, and that's okay. That's just her personality. She just doesn't like it. She doesn't get it. So, and the only person who seems to appreciate her for doing, feeling that way is my husband, because he's the only one who doesn't do it to her. The rest of us continue to do it. So we're evil. He's not. And he's her favorite. And, um, but People don't understand, like I try to explain to my kids, there's a difference between making fun of and like laughing at versus laughing with. And you can laugh with somebody. If somebody is not hurt or if somebody is, a situation has been resolved or you know everybody's okay or you're smart enough to see the outcome or where it's going, but it's still funny. Like the seriousness isn't diminished by the fact that you find it funny. There's shit that happens all the time. For example, perfect example. I broke the kitchen chair. I sat down on the kitchen chair. I knew it was broken. I knew the chair was broken. My in-laws were over for, for lunch. I wasn't going to give them the chair. They're in their seventies. My father-in-law's had his hip, his knee, everything replaced. I sat in the chair. The chair exploded out from underneath. My I mean, it was, it was the worst pain I have ever felt in my life. It was so bad. And everyone was like, Oh my God, are you okay? And then everybody burst out laughing. And right away, my in-laws were like, and I'm like, it's okay to let, like, and my daughter's like, I'm so sorry. She's bawling. She's crying. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I'm like, but it's funny. Like you're, it doesn't change the fact that you're not concerned. This that I'm- is actually the perfect setup for something that you would laugh at. You've been on tape 100%. about how like you're, you'll laugh at somebody as they get splashed by at the same time you're handing them a towel, you yes, know, like, exactly. you know, but you think I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that she's concerned about me that, you know, so but as a result, like I have now, it's a year later, I still can't walk. Like I'm still having problems from it. So the other day I fell out of a chair again. <laughs> I was looking, I was, it was like one of those rocking chair, like chase lounge type things. So I was looking up behind me to see where the moon was. We were having this conversation about the moon and the tide. Isn't and the chair just flipped over and, you know, everyone was like, <gasps> And then the laughter just, so then of course, Bridget comes over, tears shooting at her eyes. She's like, are you okay? You don't mean to laugh. <laughs> but so now it's, I had to go for an MRI. I had to get an x-ray. So I like, they don't know what, like, I can't, I can't stand up like my whole. So now, so the doctor thinks that I have fractured my pelvis, which is such a lovely, lovely thing to have. <laughs> and my husband's like, can I take credit for that? Yeah. yeah Mike's like, can uh, I take yeah. credit for that? Can I tell everybody that I did it? I'm like, tell everybody you did it. Go right ahead. Go right ahead, baby. <laughs> Whatever you Go need. Ahead, do it. <laughs> do whatever you need to do to make yourself. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know when you fractured my pelvis? When you put on that 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 CPAP mask. You know? <laughs> it was that. That was the and final CPAP. straw. Like, I couldn't resist. That was amazing. <laughs> but you had asked my the question and you had sent me the rundown. Your question was, how have you been keeping sane and grounded? Mm. So I've been trying to walk. Like for me, I've been trying to get out and walk every day and do everything, even though now it's like the most 
painful thing. It's probably more out of rehab. But um, I've been trying to walk and it's amazing how many people want to say hi too. Like there's the flip side. There are the people who are like, oh my God, I got to get away from these crazy people. And they go for a walk and everybody wants to say hi. And I love that. So I, that's, that's such a good positive for me. What think, have you been doing? I think the normal people who are just like, you know, normally I wouldn't say hi because of whatever and like the world's weird. And are you allowed to say hi to somebody that you've only seen three doors down, but you really don't know them or whatever? Mm-hmm. I have to edit that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, it's like, it's nice. It is weird. Like there's a couple people in my neighborhood that I haven't really ever talked to, but there's, I leave to to take the youngest to work uh, mm-hmm. once a week. And then of course I take them to the grocery store. So there's times where I see people from afar and it's like, Oh, hello. Like I normally, I would have, you know, really stopped cause I'm always trying to get in or out or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think for me, <laughs> this is, this is so bad. And I think this, I wonder how much this applies to for certain people, Uh, For me, I'm working longer hours, which is not good. But for my situation, I I still like all of all of my goals still apply. Everything I have to get out the door still applies. But because of the craziness of COVID and Mm -hmm. what I do and and the ability to get um, the things I need done, I'm always waiting on someone else to send me something. Oh, that's tough when things come in, you know, I really try to like power through them. And I have this one person I'm doing without really giving away like exactly what I do with, I'm doing a certain team a favor by Mm -hmm. doing work while my project is, is getting uh, worked out. It has nothing to do with the project I'm on. It has nothing to do with me. It's just whatever's going on. They're figuring it out and I'm doing this. And this woman it's driving us crazy. Mm-hmm. And so she's sending us all this other stuff. And then she's like, well, why didn't you do this? It's like, you literally gave me five hours worth of work from the clouds this morning at seven o'clock. And then you said, please have it to me by two. Like, how, how was I supposed to do it? So for me, for keeping sane, I have been keeping longer hours and working on the like, Yesterday, I got up and worked again and got just the, a few fresh hours or two hours even on a Saturday morning, a Sunday morning, helped me because those two fresh hours are like incredible. Like they, they get me further than like two hours starting at 3.30 on a Thursday, you know, even though I don't have that like afternoon fog or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think just that fresh, like hit the ground running two hours and then just walk away and stop. Like that's how... I think I'm keeping sane right now because Good. I'm so frustrated. I don't have one of those jobs where there's some people who can sit on the couch and be on a laptop and they've been watching movies and they can do all that stuff. Like I don't have that type of job. I right. can't really be distracted. So I am putting in. So, and I know that there's other people who are working from home, trying to juggle it all, trying to juggle kids, trying to juggle everything and still meet their, their deadlines. So I do feel I feel bad for those people for the first time in my life. I actually don't have oh. the little ones to actually have to juggle too. Right. So. so that's the weirdest thing about keeping sane for me is making sure that my Monday through Friday is less insane. Right. Do you normally start at seven? Would you normally start at seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so seven would... to, so are your hours seven to three? No, my hours, uh, I worked seven to five thirty. Seven to five thirty. Yeah. That's a long day. Yeah. I I mean, those were on like on the clock, their salary, it's salary, but it's on, you know, quote on the clock. And I would sometimes push it to six. That's why I hated it because I have to drive so far. Right. So I'm really loving it. Like I keep saying I won COVID. Like I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to belittle COVID, you want COVID or anything, hours. but it's just the fact that I'm not driving is, has right. just been such a great, great thing for me. So I can get up and I start now. I start early. I've been waking up at three o'clock. I'm oh usually God. up by three. Um, I do a few things and then I'm, I start work at maybe five. Are you ever able to get ahead of the game? That's what I was hoping for, but like, like for, does it ever happen? Right. For a while, I, I wasn't getting ahead of the game and I was, I was playing it too straight laced. Like I was playing the whole, like 
I'm only allowed to be on during my work hours. I shouldn't be trying to get extra work done. But now I'm like, screw it. Like I need sanity. I don't care if I put in extra hours. So now they I'm don't get starting. mad at you if you show up early or if they see that you're working more. No, I've, I've talked with my guy, my manager, and I'm like, hey, I just need to get this. Like she's crazy and I need to get past this. So that's what I'm doing. So I guess her kind of crazy is better than that other guy's crazy. Mm. Throwing stuff at you. Yeah. You know, that just, there's so many different things I know that we've, that have been coming up lately in this past month or so about workplaces. And I know I put something on the rundown about a workplace uh-huh. and I thought, you know, I, when you just said that, that just like, oh, I just, I don't know why this is, this one's eating away at me. And more or less the story is the, the person's wondering if they're, if they're in the wrong because they work on a special team. Now, I, I think there's times where people don't understand like how different um, corporations work. So mm-hmm. when people read things, they think, oh, well, I work in a school district or I work in, you know, around children or I work around, you know, like we're nurses. But there's never there's never a reason why this would be allowed on someone's team because those teams really are um, visible by other people or, mm-hmm. or what have you. But there are different types of companies that 95% of your work is done within an office with just your people. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like a lot of your stuff that you did was at your dad's, your area, your desk, your, where you were. I was always on the training floor. There was, it was like, you have your space is basically as wide as your chest. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We our, our our booths were extremely small, and you were sharing it. You know, in one little booth, it was like a little hallway, and there was you know twenty seven guys and me. Yep. And that's how every booth was. So that's what I thought of immediately. I thought you know there's going to be different reasons and different things for for whatever. But you on the floor, if you had a relationship with someone and somebody said something and you cracked something back at them. Mm-hmm. That was fine. If somebody else heard it, whatever, you weren't talking to them. You were talking to the person that you had right. a relationship with. Yep. If somebody was not working for you, not interacting with you, not doing anything having to do with your business and they happen to walk by, I'm thinking about this team and I guess I should explain it. Like I visualize this team as working together and she was like, our team swears. We swear. We mm-hmm. say things like if right. something happens, if something if we work on something, it doesn't quite work out or whatever. We, uh, you know, oh, you, whatever. They, they use insults to each other, but they're mm-hmm. just joking around. Everybody on that team does it. They're right. all joking around. They function that way. They're highly functional that way. They're very successful that way. Mm-hmm. And then you get that then, one person that comes in and then, doesn't get along. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that one person comes in and it's like, is it wrong for a team to be able to say, look, if we change for this one person, we're not going to be this team to. anymore. That's the sad part. That's, a, that's the way society has set it up now. Unfortunately, yes, they do. And that's, and people, it's like, those are the people that are ruining. It's always the one who ruins it for everybody, you know? And, and unfortunately there have been so many lawsuits and there have been so many problems that I agree with you. I think the person should be like, if this person can't be like, all right, everybody, everybody is motherfucker. We're going to call everybody that now. I don't want to curse. Cursing is it. Everybody can't call each other that now because, because the real one is now like, there's just mm-hmm. always that one person. And yeah. then if you don't let the person in there, it's, then you have to deal with them even more. Had you let them in because now they're, they've, they've caused a problem. Oh, it's, I know it's, it, I, I can't stand people like that. Yeah. Honest to God in there everywhere. And unfortunately you have to change. Yeah, that that was that was one thing I I thought this is a creative team and it's very specific and they do mm-hmm. very specific things and this person wanting to join them doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It's because sort of like just people just like to have there are okay, perfect well, I shouldn't say perfect example. No, my head works in a fucked up way anyway. <laughs> so, I post I got very I got one of your other questions on your rundown was was there something that happened to you this week that made you just want to walk away from the internet, right? And this, I think this, to me, this relates perfectly. Mm-hmm. I was highly offended. And I thought that what Sonny Hostin said on The View was, was detrimental. And the reason I felt what she said, now I get, I, I'm, I'm, 
I totally get that people are on TV are exactly that. They're just on TV. Doesn't make them right. Doesn't make them better. Doesn't make them anything, but have more makeup, more money and a, and a position to be on TV. It doesn't change anything. And people on TV lie all the time, whether it's conservative news, whether it's liberal news, whether it's Fox news, whether it's CNN, everybody lies because it's human nature. I get it because I'm an adult. I get that. I form my own opinions. I'm not, I like to debate things with people all the time. But when you are an entertainment show and you are on prime time and you are saying things during certain hours of the day, not evening, not, not after hours, not on a show where it's labeled content might be sensitive or not safe for children. If you're not going to do any of that and you're going to go on TV and you're going to say people at Barstool rape. And you're going to say that as a fact, like it's not, listen, I'm going to use words that are, that I'm going to say something that is, you know, if you have children around, move, like you might want to make them leave, anything like that. This is the view. This is on ABC prime time in the middle of the day. My mother watches the view. Yeah. My kids are at my mother's house quite often and they watch the view with her to have someone go on TV and say that these people were afraid to give an interview because people because of fear of being raped because people at Barstool rape. My kids, my kids are smart and my kids will ask questions. But what if they weren't the kind of kids that would ask questions? Imagine the pit that one of my kids would have felt in their belly thinking, my dad works at a place where people rape. My dad condones that somebody that, that he that it's that well, they wouldn't even use they're too young to say condone. They would say, My dad thinks it's okay for somebody to rape somebody. I have met, my kids would have said, I've met a lot of people that are there. We've had a lot of people that work at Barstow at my house. Could somebody have raped me? Like the fact that this woman is allowed to say that. And your question was, if there was anything on the internet that made you just want to walk away. So I put this on my, and I very rarely do I ever take umbrage with somebody on a public way and tell them to fuck off. But I felt so, I, I did. I just felt strong enough to say that about her. Somebody came at me. This is some guy, I'm not even going to give his name because I don't think no. he deserves a credit. No, he's saying he's, he was, he was at us before he came at me last week and then was calling out Willie for something. And exactly. I, so I he doesn't literally mention. Yeah. And then I, I literally was like, fuck off. Willie's mom just died. Go, go yeah. suck a dick. I just was, I was. Honest yeah. to God. He, he was coming at me saying how, well, it's okay for Dave to say this. And he, and he quoted verbatim a joke that Dave had said in 2012. Yeah. So I said, I understand. Believe me, I understand that was a joke. Oh, and how do how are you supposed to how was I supposed to know it was a joke? Because you're a fucking adult. That's how you're supposed to know. Because if you're going, if you're on Barstool, first of all, and you're not an adult, if you're not 18 or older, then there's then your mom didn't do a good job with you. Or if you are on it and you're younger than 18, then you're pretty fucking savvy. Good for you. You know? you know the difference between something that you're watching that you shouldn't be and something that you should, because if you're on the website, you know it's strictly entertainment and you know everything is a joke. If you're taking something that they say on there serious at any point in time, then you're not old enough or mature enough or have the, the correct mental capacity to be surfing the internet. That's just how I feel. It's my opinion, just like everybody's entitled to their own. But what she was saying was it as a fact. And I think that if someone is going to say something so hurtful because rape is not a joke. Did I find Dave's joke funny? Not at all. If he, if he had said to me, did you find Dave's joke funny? I would have said, absolutely not. I didn't. Do I find Dave funny? Yes, I do. Almost all the time. Do I find everything Dave does funny? No, not at all. Because that's just human nature. Like I don't find, I don't, I'm not hundred percent on anything. Right. There are times I have, you know, problems with what my husband says. And then I'll look at him and I'll be like, seriously, do I love them more than anything in this world? 100%. So yeah, I can tell when someone's making a joke and when someone's not. And I know when a joke is funny to me and I know when a joke is not funny to me. Me falling off a chair, breaking my hip hurts like a motherfucker, but it's funny. It's funny to watch. Doesn't mean that it's, you know, it makes, you know, it's, it is what it is. Everything to me is the way it is. So I know when somebody's making a joke, I know Dave was making a joke. That chick was not making a joke. And when you're going to do it, Barstool, you have to go to their site. You have to be an adult. You have to have a, a mature sense of humor. You have to go to that site. My kids are not allowed to go to that site. 
Well, Bridget's not. My older ones, I, 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 the older one I let, the middle one we, I monitor, the younger one I don't. I don't do that with the view unless we see what the content is. She just came out of nowhere. She doesn't like Trump. Okay, you don't have to like the president. Speaking about the president in turn, when it was Bill Clinton's turn to be president, I remember working next to guys who were like, oh my God, my wife just called me. My kids want to know what a blowjob is now. And they were eight. And that, that is something that was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. And that was, that was the other side, doing it to Bill Clinton. Should they have said that on The View maybe back then? No. You don't speak about certain things like that in the middle of the day. You just don't, unless you're going to say, listen, we're going to be discussing um, President Clinton today, and the topic is going to be what happened with him in the Oval Office with Monica Lewinsky. So if you have kids, you might want to move them. You know, like, that's, that's what tell regular television people don't they only care about their agenda now and that's exactly what that guy did he didn't he wanted to discuss dave on a on a, on a tweet that was about the fact that sunny hostin lied yeah. and why i was angry about it so he decided to use my platform for his agenda and i was like at the end and i was nice all, that's all this guy does that's all he, he he's did. like obsessed with barstool and in, in the opposite way he's only oh, obsessed he's, with he's, dumping like he wants bizarre. to be, he wants to, he's hoping to God they recognize him and hire him as the devil's advocate. That's what they want. That's, that's his whole point. He just wants to be, he's just, he's just, he is a fan. He's the devil's advocate fan. He just wants to be on the other side of everything. But I was, I, I was never, I, I was never mean at it to him. I never cursed at him. I was never disrespectful to him at, at all. And everyone, every, like I had said to him, listen, my out, my free hour is done, you know, you know, have a good day. I wish you well. He's like, I I'm sorry. I can't do the same for you because anybody who supports Dave. And I'm like, you can't, first of all, you're not a, an, a, you're not a, a mature adult to be able to recognize that Dave made a joke. And now you're not even adult enough to know when a debate or a conversation has to drop off, can be picked up at another date. And you can't wish somebody a good day. You're not even mature enough to do that because Dave made a joke that we both agree wasn't funny, but still a joke. Like it is what it is. Like what it's it's people like that are the guy that you were talking about in your other question when you were saying at a workforce if you have a group when you have do you have to let that guy in unfortunately yeah you have it's people like that that ruin it for everybody they can't just let other people have their fun and have their way they have to make everything conform That's, and and it's why it doesn't work people end up hating each other don't want to work with each other they start their own group like socialism. It's why it doesn't work. You can't, like, it's not everything is for everybody. It's just not, just not the way, you know, and that's just strictly my opinion. That is not O'Malley's opinion. That is just mine. She has her own, but that's, it's just crazy to me that people think they can come in and just, and, and you know what, the way the laws are set up and the way things are, they can. It's crazy. Yeah. So I, I just, I had to, I walked away. And then of course my husband's like, what the, what, what happened while I was gone? <laughs> and I'm like, actually nothing happened because he wasn't, he didn't curse at me. He wasn't, you know, he just kept going, you know, it was just kind of just, he just kept punching the tide. He just didn't like the fact that I just kept saying, Dave was a, made a joke. She lied. Like that's bad. And hers causes like what he did who's who's the ramification against like he didn't nobody was raped nobody he made a joke yeah she's I think saying the, things for fact i think the um the, for anyone who for some reason listens to us doesn't know who barstool is or doesn't follow barstool or whatever um and doesn't know what happened for one thing dave is being video he's being taped a lot so if you think about a comedian who goes to um their favorite uh show or not their show but their club and they work on material they'll work on it for six months a year and a half somewhere in that period until mm -hmm. it's honed and they'll talk about so if you hear someone talk about how like they had an idea for it but then they realized if they flip this word if they if they use this word here if they set it over here whatever the structure of the joke all of that dave and everyone there their jokes don't get their they're being funny on the fly. Like it's very much, it's not a, a work in progress. You know, it's a work in progress, but as it goes, you know, like it's not going to be something that they go, hey, I said something three weeks ago. Now I, I really have the landing. I've never, ever heard anyone at Barcel say, I said something the other week, but I should have said this because it would right. have been funnier. Let's all like reenact that. Like that doesn't happen. So 
years ago, there was, for one thing, it was Fat Dave. This is very, very important. It was Fat Dave. So Fat Dave, <laughs> Fat Dave was Fat Dave. Like he uh-huh. just, and then he had a, he was bald, he was thinning mm-hmm. up top. So he had, you know, he's balding and all this stuff. Like you know, guy in his, by then, by early thirties, I want to say. when he Could be weight. Yeah, because weight changes everything. Or maybe late twenties or something. Mm-hmm. And you know how like Kevin and Big Cat, they at the, at the time. Oh no, it would have to be mid thirties. Because when we, when he started Barstool, I was pregnant with him when he asked Mike to come with him. Okay. So I was, I was 2007. So 2006, 2007 is when he asked Mike to come and Mike said he couldn't do it. Right. At the time. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they have a rundown and they, they'll be talking or they'll do different things. So, and everything's kind of changed over the years. Like the rundown has been something that's kind of been the same, but anyway, they were having this discussion about a case. One, Dave knew nothing about fashion and did not know what sizes were. He thought a now size he one to do it for him. <laughs> like he thought like a size one for a woman was somebody like Liz, very, very, very thin. Okay. You know, and like a size two would be like Fran, who's okay. not very, but not, you know, like maybe not quite as, you know, like super tiny thin. I don't know, like, but, and then just like the next, or like, uh, or, or like Kate, you know, like Kate's really thin and you know, mm-hmm. up and up and up. So like, by the time they get to you, you're like a size, you're 30? like a size, no, like you're <laughs> maybe a size four, maybe you're, you're a three or four. Okay. So then like, by the time they get to me and like somebody big, like much bigger, that's when he thought that was like fives and six. Like, so he thought like a size six meant like... <laughs> very large when your mama sits around the house she sits around the house you know, uh-huh. that whole thing like okay so this is this is context for the stroke for what happened what was said it was a comeback there was a case where somebody was saying that a woman um who was saying that she was raped and i believe it was the guy that said there's no way i could have done it she was wearing skinny jeans now one thing is dave used to crack on people who wore skinny jeans the joke was really about skinny jeans, if you think about it. Okay. So they were going over this this case and how, like, she was saying this happened and the guy was like, no, it couldn't have. And, you know, there's it was impossible to get this off. And, so it's impossible to pee when you have skinny jeans right. on. Right. And all of this stuff, all of this banter is going back and forth. Something, and they, somebody says, well, um, well, she was a size six, so, and he goes, well, if she was a size six, she deserved to get, and he dropped the word, which happened to be the, the, the thing that had happened. That was the reason that there was a court case was rape. This is just O'Malley was, relaying a story. This is not how was, O'Malley feels. This is strictly <laughs> just for if, historical. If the story was somebody did something and they got a pie thrown in, the fa- thrown in their face because of X, you know, mm-hmm. and he was saying because of X, they deserve to get the pie thrown in the face. Like right. He was making the joke on the fact of she was wearing skinny jeans. He thought she was bigger and piled into skin, you know, all of that. Gotcha. That was a joke on the fly. That was quick. The joke was about skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. It has become, I, that's, the, that's the one that goes out. That's the one I see the one about the skinny jeans. That's the one I see most often talked about. And people like, don't I actually get that. know. Like, I understand that it's say, a joke. He said that women who wear skinny jeans should be raped. <laughs> like, no, no. Like, that wasn't it at all. Like, was he, did he realize, no, it wasn't funny? Yeah. Because a joke is a joke. Funny no. or not, it's a joke. Does that mean he's a terrible person? Not at all. Like, he just made a joke that fell flat. Does he find rape funny? No. Oh, my God. That's the thing. Like, that's, that's what I was trying. That was what was so frustrating to me about that guy. Like, He's allowed to have his opinion. A joke is, jokes are all opinions. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think that when you start telling somebody how they have to behave and how they have to think and what they have to say for when it's strictly their opinion or strictly just for, like, comedians. I, I don't know one comedian who would want any kind of something bad to have. Look, look, parents and kids have been watching that show, America's Funniest Videos, for fucking years. 
And it's all about babies getting hit in the balls or hitting dads in the balls or flipping over handlebars. And everybody laughs at that. Do they really think people want kids to get hurt or dads to get hurt or possibly become infertile for a good laugh? No, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're supporting hitting people in the balls. It's just, it's just, it's just something that happened or something that somebody that thought was funny. And, you know, and half the time I watch that and I'm like, that's fucking not funny. I don't find that humor funny. But the key word is humor. It's 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 supposed to be for entertainment purposes, right? Or am I crazy? No, that's this asshole who came at me the other day. Just, and that's, and by the way, it's the first time I've called him an asshole. <laughs> came at me the other day, trying to use my platform to push his agenda on picking on Dave for making a bad joke. Okay, but that's just that's just it. It's just a joke. Like, you know. Every every he's gonna have a million of them that suck. That one sucked. It wasn't you know. And maybe at the time. It fit context and it was funny for a second and somebody else was like, oh God, I can't be laughing at that. It's about rape. People may laugh at stuff all the time. They're like, oh my God, why am I laughing at That's what makes people think. That's what gets people, you know, hits people in the feels like, oh, I'm so terrible. And thank God it was just a joke. You know, that's what gets people thinking. And usually it's the most intelligent people who can get people to be, to start thinking. You're not going to go live your life based on what a comedian tells you. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just for comic and if you're not mature enough to be listening to comedy, you shouldn't be because it really is for the intelligent. (laughs) I'm waiting on the, the, the Salem witch trial types, all the people that are accusing everyone else of being something. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering when when, when does their day come? Because these types, the, this type who, who know that there's a truth out there, it's kind of go, okay, well, all right. So he was talking for like the fifth hour of that day and he talked every day for years and years and years and whatever. And he's always putting out takes and he had this one moment where he said this, but it wasn't promoting it, whatever. And we're just going to keep writing that into the ground. And we're just going to keep writing that into the ground. No, we're I think you twist nailed it, it on the head. I think you're going to nail right on the head. Twist it into something that's not. And now we're going to say he's he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Like they did with, or she's a witch. She's a witch. Eventually, these people are going to turn on each other. Eventually, if that's the way you think, if you only allow yourself to be like, I'm so hot, I'm so holy, and I'm so, you know, I'm justified in pointing my finger at you for something that you really didn't do, but I'm going to claim that's what you did. When do these people, like, when, when is the reckoning? (laughs) When, when, when are all of the, the, the fields that they, that they planted, when are they going to come up for harvest? I'm waiting. I think you, I think you are in that now. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head with your rundown. You sent me a rundown and three, two, two of the the things you had asked, three things. How are you keeping sane sane and grounded? What is the craziest thing that made you want to get off the internet? And then the last one you asked was the workplace about someone coming in. I think the fact that those three things are so intertwined and you and I are very different on our platforms. Like we share so many of the same views on one side of the coin. And then on the other, we are so opposite. The fact that where we are opposite, we're coming full circle and seeing that, mm-hmm. I think from two different aspects, I think we're seeing that. I think people are at the point where they are like, stop telling me what to say, do, think, feel. I will do what I want when I feel. And, and at the same time, I'm going to do all that and be mature enough to be responsible, respectful, polite, and kind to others. And I think that's where people are drawing the line. Now you're, you know, you wanted equality. You wanted to be treated this way at work. You wanted to be on the same team. You wanted everybody to conform to the way that you wanted to. You don't want everybody to call each other motherfuckers. But well, guess what? Now we call each other, you know, bubble butts. Okay. We're all, we've all changed for you, but <laughs> other people are like those people now that have changed everything, the, re- the resistance that they're going to, the pushback that they're going to get is that when it comes, okay, fine, we've all done it. But now when it comes, you can do all that at work, but guess what? We're all going to the bar. Fuck you. You're not coming. No, I'm not. You're, you're not, you know, wait, guys, was there, was there a group chat? Yeah. You're not on it, asshole. Well, you know why? Because we can't call you asshole at work. 
And it's only, it's the only assholes are only allowed to go on this group chat. That's yeah. the name of a group chat. This is the asshole assholes. group chat. You're not allowed yeah. on it. And it's, it's on our public, it's on our private phones. Correct. It's not on, it's not on company, you know, it's not on that. So you can just go. And that's, right I think the silent oh, majority yeah. that people talk about. Mm-hmm. That's the silent majority that gets certain people elected. That's the silent majority that gets people pushed out. That's the silent majority that all of a sudden you see things popping up and clubs starting here and there and people saying, I didn't know that was happening. How come I didn't know? If, you, if you're the one that doesn't know who the asshole is, it's you. Um, so would you rather have your kids know that you and daddy do unconventional, what, what a kid would think would, was unconventional. And we're just going to go with a kid thinks, say a missionary, and maybe they don't even fully understand that. Or would you rather have your kids know that daddy was with someone, it was you, but you don't want them to know because of the position you were in. So you would rather say that your husband was having an affair. Okay, so I'm going to be extremely candid with you. When I was, I say eight, I caught my dad having an affair. So I would say 100%, I would rather my kids know that daddy and mommy are still absolutely crazy about each other and in love. And we get silly with each other sometimes. But, you know, because it's fun. After 25 years of being together, we just we just know how to make each other laugh and we love to be silly with each other. I would never inflict that on my kid of thinking my kid, my husband or my, you know, my wife stepped out on me because that feeling is the worst. And I can say it's the worst because I've experienced it, not just me guessing. And so I would definitely say that I would love for my kids to know that mommy and daddy, you know, love each other so much. We love to make each other laugh. So we just do the silliest of things. I completely agree. I I definitely had that same experience. It wasn't on my mom because they had already divorced. They divorced when I was a baby. Uh-huh. It was uh, his next wife that he was cheating on. Oh, but she's <laughs> good time. Well, leopards can't change their spots. Oh, no. my They just oh, can't. Oh, no. Loved. They Great dye guy. them different colors, but they, they can't change them. Boy, was he something. Oh, boy. Oh, he was just something. And I love, I love, love, loved my dad. And, right. and when my parents split up, I went with him and I loved him, but you know, he is, he was what he was. And that's why I'm so accepting of people and everybody's different personalities and everybody has different, everybody's different. No, you can't tell people but how to you behave. don't want to have that feeling. And it wasn't my no. mom, but I was close no. to my stepmom and she was so good to me and her mm-hmm. family I was good to mom. me. And I, it was just, it was awful. It was just mm-hmm. like, and I didn't know what I had caught. You don't know. You just know like something's so not right, right? I the went goes home. up your back. And they said something was said, and I said, I, I don't know if we picked that up. Did we pick that up at so-and-so's house? Oh, gee, yeah. Mine was very similar. Well, I don't know if mine was similar to that. Mine was more like, how come daddy leaves and goes off with this other woman that he kisses? <laughs> mine was more like that. And my, you know, and my, and my mom had already known by yeah. that point, but, and, you know, but I always feel like, you know, kids always blame themselves for the divorce. Mm-hmm. They always do, like whether they did or not, that was just, but um, I always blame myself because my parents got divorced after that because my mom was always like, I, she had stayed with him for so long and he was always that way. And, I, and she married him knowing he was like that. But once she realized her daughter knew, her daughters knew that he was like that, she didn't want to stay with him because she felt like, I don't want my daughters ever thinking that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, my dad had so many incredible qualities and just enough horrible ones because he's human, but those were unfortunately his that you don't marry like that. You don't, you never subject yourself to that. Yeah. You know, you know, and that's not how a man should treat a woman ever. And you never allow that. So my mom was like, I'm not going to let my, my girls think that that's okay. Cause that's never okay. Right. So Technically, yes, they got divorced because of me. <laughs> you know, like, so, so I'm like, oh, great. So I kept my mouth shut. She would have been okay with it. He would have been. And I, you, I'm one of those people that is okay with it. But you just don't have a clue. You just don't know. No. And I am one of those people that are totally okay with it. Like, hey, if you're okay with it and you're okay with it, well, then who am I to, ha- to have a problem with it? Like, right. you know, I might be crazed that this dog's shitting on the middle of your lawn, but if the owner is cool with it and he knows the guy's going to go back at a bag and come back two hours later, who am I to bitch? It's not my lawn. 
and I'm okay with that's how totally how I am. So had I known that my mom was cool with it, I would have been like, oh, well, that's your that's your business. Yeah. But um, she, you know, she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. not her way of thinking. So. Well, well, the story, the the question was sparked, uh, sparked because there was a woman who's uh, their young daughter, young, uh, but old enough to have a job. So the mm-hmm. daughter was coming into the office to do odd jobs. Um, and the dad had said, well, this is, you know, this is a way for you to make money, but don't, you know, you don't have to give me a time, but you have to get this done. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell him when she was going in and they've been using his office Yeek. to fool around in. Oh. married couple because you know with quarantine and all the kids at home most of the time they didn't really have a spot to I, I don't know why they're I mean maybe their house is small or something I'm not really right. sure or really they really wanted to get into it and there here comes daughter who was old enough to get to the office on her own and Yeek. opened up the office and saw a woman performing and oh, uh, down on on you know on the husband and the the mother says she doesn't want her daughter thinking that she does that. She wants him to say he's having an affair. That's, that's disgusting. I think that's That's, horrible. Like how can you, for one thing, how can you love someone and say, I want you to be the bad guy in my kid's eyes. When I, when in return, it would just be the two of us get frisky. Just be like, oh my God, you know what? You caught us and then move on. I think exactly. when, you, when you get caught, when you start lying and you, like, first I am, I am such a, anybody who knows me personally knows lying to me is the, Worst. is the, yeah, that is the one, that is the one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even give a shit what you did. Honestly, if it's so bad, if something is so bad, I can deal with the worst of the worst. But you lie to me, mm-hmm. you insult my intelligence. And that to me is the one thing I cannot stomach. I can't. I have, I take umbrage with that constantly. That is the one thing that I will, I will, I will rip your jugular out. Like that is, <laughs> everyone's yeah. got their hill to die on That's outside it. of my family. That is mine. And yeah. um, so if you make something and you start lying about it, then you're making it bigger. Just be like, oh my God, you know what? It was me. It was me. I don't want to talk about it. That's me and daddy. That's between me and daddy. I'm sorry you walked down on it, but you know, Mm -hmm. move on. That's me and daddy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine for one thing. um, Yeah. I just, back to why I said, I just think it's just so. 100% I agree with you. It gets me so much that how can you love someone and yet make them the bad guy in her eyes. Even if she's hurting the kid more by doing that. Yeah. And so now she's going to be like, my dad was a scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Like my dad yeah. was a scumbag. And then what happens to her when she's trying to have her intimate relationships and yeah. try to date and figure mm-hmm. out who she's dating? And she always thought her dad was the great one. And now now she thinks it's dad had an affair. And isn't it healthier to like have your daughter believe, grow up believing that because once you're an adult, you know how important sex is mm-hmm. to a relationship. Isn't it better for your kid to grow up thinking that it's healthy to have a sex life with your spouse? Absolutely. And that's like just, the weird thing is that the world, we're doing all these changes, some for the good, some for the bad, whatever. Why haven't we normalized sex between partners, like, like in families? Like, I understand, like, you don't, mm-hmm. you're not trying to get it on know. while like your, your kids watching, you know, whatever it is, you know, they're not watching cartoons. Because I, I'll tell you why but, they have, they've made kids so important. They've made kids more important than parents. Yeah, that's the weird thing, which we talked about before. We're not saying if Johnny falls out of the bed that you go, well, I was having a conversation with you, dear. So, you know, he might have a broken arm, but you were telling me about your bowling team. Go on, dear. Exactly. (laughs) Like people think that's what we mean when we say put your spouse first. Like, no, no. We're saying that in the end, you're Mm -hmm. putting everybody, you're putting your family first. You're putting your spouse first by putting your family first, by doing good things, by being a good mom. You're putting mm-hmm. your spouse first, like you're doing all of this stuff. But in the end, if, at, if when the kids walk out with their last box, taking all their stuff off the rooms and they're going on to their own lives and you turn around and you have created a living hell for someone, don't be shocked when they say, peace out you know, Karen, I'm done mm-hmm. with you. And so many people are so shocked when parents split up because it's, there's that one parent 
usually that's just waiting because the other one was just mm-hmm. was I agree. a mother was a bubble butt and they should have just yeah. stuck around me. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. They just acted like a motherfucker. They would have been fine. <laughs> seriously. There's no. It's okay. like you know. I remember one time we were laying in bed one night and we were having this conversation about parenting and and I had said to Mike, you know what, you know what, I'm done. People need to say the N-word more often. I'm done. People need to say the N-word more often. That's it. And Mike looked at me. This is like five years ago. And he's like, what? I'm like, people don't say no enough. They don't say no. They don't want to tell their kids no. I'm surrounded by a bunch of parents who need to be taught the N-word. And he was like, <laughs> he's like what the? you know, like he's looking, I'm like, I, I swear I'm going to have all these mothers. I'm going to, as class mom, I'm going to tell all the moms, come over. We're going to learn. I'm going to teach you how to say the N word. Look at me, <laughs> put your lips together, tongue to the roof of your mouth. No. no, it's okay to say no to your kids. Like enough already with this treating your kids like they, like they, like they are, you know, the Messiah, like enough already. I get it. He's the Lord Fauntleroy when he's in your home, but when he's out, you know, he's in a, in a sea of other little Lord Fauntleroy's like, so don't you want your kid to be the best little Lord Fauntleroy? Like I do. I want my kid. I want to be the one who gets the phone call that says, Hey, Annie, just so you know, I saw Mick on the street the other day. My God, if that kid doesn't like make eye contact and say, you know, Hey, Mr. Riggio, nice to see you. Love that kid. I want to be the one getting the phone call that does that. I don't want my people to see Mike and be like, oh, there's that little prick who doesn't know how to like say hello because I say it all the time. I don't, I don't call up parents, but I say it to myself all the time. I'm like, oh, the little fucker doesn't know how to say hi. You know, yesterday I was walking up O'Shea around and someone's like, you know, you know, Mrs. McCarthy, Mrs. McCarthy. Hi, Mrs. McCarthy. How are you? I said, oh, hey, Hanson. How are you? I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't see who the hell the kid was. But I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like you, you want your kid to be that way. And that doesn't come from, like you said, like, oh, stop talking. Let me get, let me get Johnny fell off the bed. Let me make sure if he's okay. No, like, you know, wait a second. Wait, uh, daddy's talking to me. You can wait till he's finished. That's polite. Yep. Exactly. They don't do that. It's frustrating. It is very frustrating. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Woe Man Pod. Follow us on Twitter at, at WoeManPod and on Instagram at WoeManPod. I'm Annie, also known as St. Anne. Follow me on Twitter at, at Anne McCarthy and on Instagram at Saint underscore Anne 100. And I'm O'Malley. I'm on Twitter at O'Malley underscore underscore and on Instagram at O'Malley underscore MC. Cool. That's a wrap. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Yes, thank you.
Yeah.